Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, November 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Airbnb is fetching an eye-popping valuation by investors in the secondary market. And the Department of Justice is accusing two former Twitter employees of using the social media platform to spy for the Saudi government. Plus, Emmanuel Macron's government is rolling out a new, stricter immigration policy. It's meant to appeal to voters on France's far right. The FT's Victor Mallet explains how a crackdown on certain migrants and foreign workers could change the face of the country. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Airbnb is planning to go public in 2020, but some investors are looking to get in line for a piece of the action now. Sources tell the FT that the home rental platform is being valued at up to $42 billion by investors buying indirect stakes in Airbnb. It was last valued at $31 billion during a fundraising round in 2017. Venture capitalists in Silicon Valley and private market brokers have created dozens of special purpose vehicles. Now, investors in these vehicles don't actually own direct economic stakes in the company, but they do hold rights to proceeds from a future IPO or sale. Airbnb is seen as a relatively safe bet by investors compared with some of the other big names to hit the public markets this year. The group has said it has made a profit in both 2017 and 2018. That's at least before accounting for basic costs, including interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Two former Twitter employees spied on thousands of users for the Saudi government, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. On Wednesday, federal prosecutors charged two former employees for their role in the alleged scheme, as well as a third person who's accused of acting as an intermediary for Saudi Arabia. The DOJ says Ahmed Abu Amo and Ali al-Zubara used Twitter's internal systems to gather personal information about Saudi critics, as well as thousands of other Twitter users. Prosecutors allege that between 2014 and 2015, the two employees collected email and IP addresses, as well as birth dates. These were for people behind the accounts targeted by the Saudi government and the Saudi royal family. All three suspects are facing charges of acting as illegal foreign agents. The accused intermediary is also being charged with falsifying records. And in other news, Uber shares hit an all-time low on Wednesday following the end of a lockup period. Yesterday, pre-IPO backers got the green light to sell their shares, and analysts estimate that close to 90% of Uber shares could have become available. At its worst, Uber stock fell to $25.58. Remember that Uber IPO'd at $45 a share. Shares closed down almost 4% on the day at $26.94. SoftBank founder Masayoshi Sun says he turned a blind eye to governance lapses at WeWork. The admission came during a two-hour presentation on the group's earnings results on Wednesday. Here he is speaking about WeWork co-founder Adam Newman through an interpreter. Adam, as an artist, he was great. And probably I looked his good side too much to look at his negative side. And I learned the harsh lesson from that experience. SoftBank also disclosed a $4.6 billion write-down on its investment in the shared office provider. This after posting a net loss of $6.4 billion last quarter. And Xerox is going big as it tries to acquire its much larger rival, HP. Sources tell the FT that the photocopier maker made a $30 billion bid, which includes debt. 
Xerox's market value is less than a third of HP's, but the combination could unlock as much as $2 billion in annual cost savings. Last night, HP acknowledged that it received the offer, but did not indicate whether it would engage. And here's a story you should know more about. On Wednesday, French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe outlined a new immigration policy for the country. Mr. Philippe said the plans will allow President Emmanuel Macron's government to, quote, take back control. And as the FT's Victor Mallet explains, the shift puts Mr. Macron's government in a place to compete with the far-right policies of Marine Le Pen's party in the run-up to next year's municipal elections. Essentially, it involves cracking down on illegal migration and people who shouldn't be there and essentially trying to send them back quicker. But at the same time, they are imposing quotas on legal migrants. Now, that is a little bit less dramatic than it seems. But this is for people with jobs where they're required because there aren't enough French people to do the jobs. So there's a lot of areas of the economy, including both sort of specialized areas like electronics and IT, but also uh, things like healthcare, where you have a great shortage of people, particularly in certain regions of France. So the idea, in fact, is not necessarily to limit those numbers too much, but to sort of direct the legal applicants to the jobs that are waiting for them. And as I understand it, the plan would also remove some of the encampments on the northern fringes of Paris, the ones that have anywhere between 1,500 and 3,000 migrants in them. Is is that right, Victor? Yeah, that's right. That's part of the sort of the kind of hardline approach. Basically, what they're saying is, you know, we're going to make it all much clearer. When we say yes, we mean yes, and the door is open. And when we say no, it means no, and you have to go back home. One of the big problems right now is that a lot of people who are illegals who are still in the country, or they're sort of awaiting for a decision on asylum, which in many cases won't be granted. So you have a kind of a large bulk of people who are without papers, who in the views of the government should not be here, and the government wants to send them home. What's important to remember is that the number of legal working migrants that are addressed by these quotas, that part of the equation is actually quite small. There's only about 33,000 came last year to get residence permits for this kind of work. The 250,000 or so others were mostly people who were rejoining families of previous migrants, so their relatives who've come from, say, North Africa or, or Africa or other parts of the world to rejoin their relatives, which is allowed and will continue to be allowed, or their students. And the government's actually trying to increase the number of foreign students coming to France. So from a political perspective, why does Macron's government feel compelled to incorporate a stricter immigration policy? I think it's the one issue on which the extreme right Rassemblement National Party of Marine Le Pen uh, really gets a lot of support. It's essentially the foundation of the party is being an anti-immigrant party. The main sort of plank of its program is that, you know, France should be for French people. The kind of hidden message there is, It should be for white French people, although they don't say that anymore. This is an attempt by the the government, um, by Macron's government, to try and say, look, we are also tough on immigration. We're fair and we're open where we need the workers, but we're also tough on illegal immigration. Now, Victor, this isn't happening in a vacuum, right? I mean, France is also responding to an outlook on immigration that's happening elsewhere around the world. I think I think that's right. You have a situation where Italy's been cracking down on immigration. Britain's still just another EU country. 
has been uh, tightening up on immigration. And indeed, it's one reason why the UK seems to have voted for Brexit. Sweden's also been tightening up. And of course, America, famously under Trump, has supposedly been tightening up, although actually Obama was pretty tough on migration. You have a sort of worldwide phenomenon, I think, and, and this is definitely in that context. And a lot of European countries, Western European countries, are beginning to get to grips with something that previously they didn't want to do or they didn't need to do. I mean, Germany, famously, Angela Merkel welcomed a million people to come in from Syria and the Middle East, and, and that caused her quite a lot of political damage. And indeed, it's probably contributed to the rise of the far right in Germany. So a lot of European countries now are acutely aware that this is something they have to handle very, very carefully. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be keeping an eye on Disney. The House of Mouse is set to release its full-year earnings. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.